If you would, grab your copy of God's Word and throw it over to Luke chapter 18. We're going to read Luke 18, verse 1. Once again, Luke 18, verse 1. Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. At the very outset, let me say these couple of thoughts can transform your life. They can revolutionize the way that you live. Thought number one, if I listen to anyone or anything more than God, I seriously need to rethink who and what I'm listening to. If I listen to anyone or anything more than God, I seriously need to reevaluate and rethink that someone or something that I am listening to. Zedekiah would ask Jeremiah 37, 17, Is there any word from the Lord? At the Mount of Transfiguration, God would say, This is my beloved Son. Hear Him. Well, you got to think that Moses and Elijah were present. Though they were present, God says, hear him. In these last days, God has spoken through his son. Hebrews 1, 1 through 3. Think about it. Who are you prone to listen to? Who do you listen to? Or what do you listen to? More than God. If you listen to anyone or anything more than God, how you need to rethink that and listen to God. Here's the second thought. If you speak to anyone or anything more than God, you need to rethink that. You seriously need to rethink that. I am not saying that you can't listen to other people or listen to other things like music or radio. I am not saying that you cannot talk to other people. We have spouses. We have families. Many of us. I'm not saying you cannot talk to them. I am saying if you talk to anyone or anything more than God, you seriously need to rethink that. Well, I talk to myself. Somebody smiles, and I would smile right back and say, little children, keep yourselves from idols. 1 John 5, 21. An old hymn says, Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. You see, in Jesus and in Scripture, God talks to us. Therefore, listening to His Son and His Word, a Scripture, 
we ought to listen to that and to the Lord more than anyone or anything. But on the other side of the coin, prayer is us speaking to God. And we ought to speak more to God than we speak to anyone or anything. And if not, if we're not, we need to seriously rethink it. If we understood the value of prayer more, we would be amazed at how little we pray. If we understood the value of prayer more, we would be amazed at how little we pray. Jesus is the perfect Son of God, and yet Jesus has this profound understanding of the value of prayer. So much so that he begins his public ministry with it, and when he's on the cross, he prays at least three times. His life, his ministry is saturated, drenched, baptized, if you will, in prayer. And if the perfect Son of God, Jesus, so valued prayer, how much more should we, in our struggles, in our lack of relationship with the Father and a desire to improve it, how much more should we pray? In a brief lesson tonight, three words that speak volumes about praying. How's your praying? These three words would characterize the praying of Jesus. And if they come to characterize our praying more and more, we will speak to Jesus, to God, rather more often than to anyone. And we'll be concerned about his will. Here's the three words. Word number one is desire. Is desire. There are 650 or more prayers in the Bible. Do you know that? 650 or more. And prayer is the desire of our heart, our very soul, to talk to God. And the word desire, were we to look it up in a dictionary for its meaning, has to do with a wish, a longing, a craving. We ought to pray because we desire to pray. It is our wish, our longing, our desire. Jesus prayed. He prayed for the apostles as a group, John 17, 1 through 5. He prayed for the apostles individually, Luke 22, 31 and 32. He prayed for himself. 
he not only did this, he prayed for his enemies. Luke 23, 34. When Jesus prayed, he prayed for himself. But not only that, but in John 17, 20 through 26, he prayed for you and me on the night he was betrayed. Look at John 17 and verse 24 and catch this. He's praying for Mike Vestal among others. And this I desire, Jesus prays, that they may be where I am and that they may see the glory that you have given me from before the foundation of the world. What a desire. When we desire to pray, here's a way of putting it. I love to talk to God. Why pray? Men ought always to pray and faint not. Luke 18, 1. Lord, teach us to pray. Luke 11, verse 1. Why was Jesus such a person of prayer? Desire. He loved to talk to God. And I would suggest this. Our desire to pray. Our desire to pray says a great deal about our being in love with God. Our desire to pray says a great deal about our being in love with God. Word number two. The word is privilege. Privilege. Desire to pray. Think of prayer as a privilege, not simply a duty. Desire and privilege. Privilege, if we were to look that word up in the dictionary, it would say stand, status, standing, a right that is considered to be a blessing. Prayer is a standing that ought to be considered a blessing that we can go to the throne of His grace and find mercy and grace in time of need. Hebrews 4 and verse 16. A privilege. I want to focus on one expression. Abba. Abba, Father. Open your Bibles to Mark chapter 14 and verse 36. And in Mark 14, 36, you have the prayer of Jesus in Gethsemane. In a time of distress and trial, it is his desire to go to God. And it ought to be ours too. In a time of distress and trial, it is a privilege for him to go to God in prayer. 
How much more should that be true of us as we struggle with sin and temptation and trial and distress? And Jesus says, Abba. And perhaps the best word for that term in English, I guess, is Papa. It's an intimate term, but it's still respectful. Abba, Father! If the perfect Son of God... could see the privilege of prayer as being an opportunity to go to the Father, Papa, shouldn't we? Romans 8, 15 and Galatians 4 and verse 6 speak of the confidence that we can have because of the salvation made possible by Jesus that we can go to the Father, Abba, Father, in prayer. And he hears us. And he cares. It was Jesus himself who said in Matthew 7, 7 through 11, when he uses a lesser to greater argument that if a father gives his children good gifts, how much more will your heavenly father give you the things you need? Desire, privilege. Third word, opportunity. Opportunity. And Troy, if we were to look the word up in a dictionary, opportunity just has to do with a set of circumstances that make something for something useful to be done. A set of circumstances that make for something useful to be done. How we need to see all of life as an opportunity to pray. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much in its working. James 5, 16. Be constant in prayer, Romans 12 and verse 12. Pray without ceasing, 1 Thessalonians 5, 17. Continue with all in prayer, Colossians 4 and verse 2. When we think about opportunity in prayer, think about Ephesians 5, 15 and 16. Redeeming the time, quite literally buying up the opportunities. Desire, privilege, and opportunity. Jesus always had the desire, saw the privilege, and never wasted an opportunity to pray. Do we? Do we? I think sometimes we listen to enough public prayers that we develop some pretty bad habits. We can also develop some good ones, thank God. But prayer ought to be measured by its depth 
and weight and not merely by its length. Some of us think that we have to pray for 5 or 10 or 15 or 30 minutes or all night for it to be a prayer. And while there are examples of the Lord praying all night and of quite lengthy prayers, you would be astounded at how many of the prayers consist of a sentence or two. People understand this about a preacher. A preacher doesn't have to say uh, lots and lots to say much. You don't have to say lots when you pray to say much. God, please help David Truitt as he goes through his cancer treatments and may his faith be strong in you and may he find peace and comfort in you and in your family. For Patty Rowe, God, will you be with Patty? Would you strengthen her and may we encourage her? May she know peace in you. How about Tyler, the nephew of Will Dixon, who just a few weeks ago, he and his wife lost their baby. And just a very few days ago, he had both of his legs amputated just above the knee. God, will you bless this young man? Please strengthen him. And God, help us to be more aware of anything we can do to encourage him and his wife and family. And let's not waste the opportunity to be a source of blessing and encouragement. On and on we can go. We pray for Terry and Lynn. We pray for their health of mind, we pray for their health of body, and we pray for their hearts to be healthy in you. We pray for our deacons, special servants, each and every one. Be with them as they go about the Father's business. We pray for young people and the temptations they face. God help them to be strong in you and help us to love them with the love that they need to find in the family of God. We pray for widows and for widowers that they will make this time in their life a time of influence and great faith in you so that others will see you in them. We pray for young people who are preaching and learning to preach. May the investment that's being made in them by this congregation resound to the saving of souls and to your eternal praise and glory. May heaven be richer and fuller because of the investment. It doesn't take much to say a lot. How blessed we are. Desire, privilege, 
opportunity. The devil will work hard on you to not desire to pray, to be thoughtless. But the, the devil will work hard on you and me to underestimate the value and privilege of prayer. The devil will work hard on us to naively miss an opportunity to pray. I pray that God will forgive me of the times that I've not desired to pray enough. That I've lost sight of the privilege of prayer. And that I wasted a golden opportunity. We're about to stand and sing our song of encouragement. Maybe there's a brother or sister here that needs the prayers of the church. If you desire them, we are privileged to pray with you. And we won't mess up the opportunity. If there's someone here who needs to come to Christ through faith, repentance, and baptism, one has their sins washed away by God, by Jesus, by the blood of Jesus at the cross, and one is added to the church. You've listened well. I think just about everybody can remember the main points of the lesson tonight. There were three. What were they? The first one started with D. It was what? desire. The second one started with a P. The last one started with an O. Let us stand